Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hi, and welcome to the Christmas Time in the City podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm also your host, Chris. Before we get started, be sure to follow us on social media. We're Christmas Time in the City podcast on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our website, christmastimeinthecity.com. If you haven't already checked it out, head over to our YouTube channel. We're posting all kinds of fun stuff there with a lot more planned in the month or so. And as always, feel free to email any questions or comments to us at christmastimeinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. So our guest for this episode of How You Doing? How You Doing? Has worked on stage and screen. You may know him as Kevin from the AMC series, Kevin Kneff himself. You may also have seen him on Broadway in shows like Shrek, School of Rock, and Escape to Margaritaville. He's got a brand new podcast with his buddy, Danny Jordan, called The Christmas Countdown Show. Please give a How You Doing welcome to Eric Peterson. Hey, Eric. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're really excited to have you. You have lots of Christmas gems we're ready to get to. Yes. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> fellow Christmas podcasters. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a weird motley crew of people. <laughs> it is. It really is. I'm discovering that, but I love it. I love this because, you know, it's funny. Danny and I started ours this year. And uh, we're very delighted to find not only listeners to, that wanted to hear about Christmas in a podcast form, but also that there were other Christmas podcasts that and there was this whole like community of you guys. So mm -hmm. thank you for being so welcoming to Danny and I and, and telling people about our podcast. And, and we're happy to, to share the love about you guys as well. That's awesome. Thank you. We we are definitely fans of your podcast. Uh, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I just oh, do that here. The rapport you and uh, Danny have are just, it's really great. It's just easy to listen to. It gives you the Christmas feels. I really love it. And we're really happy to have you as part of the Christmas crew because, yeah. you know, we we love podcasting, all that kind of stuff, but it really just stemmed off of we all really love Christmas. <laughs> so it's just exactly. like, that's all we really care about yeah. doing, sharing the love, sharing <laughs> Christmas. And it's all fun. I love that. Normally, we talk about Christmas all the time, so to be, to be able to record it and have it played for other people who may also <laughs> want to hear people talk about Christmas is an exceptional thing. So, And there's there, honestly, I feel like there's no amount of content that's too much content. I feel whatever content is coming out, it just raises everyone else up. Because as soon as totally. I finish a Christmas podcast, like I, I finished uh, one that you guys put out today. And uh, right afterwards, I was like, oh, man, I don't have any other ones I need to listen to. And it just kind of <laughs> right. put me in a bad mood for a minute. And I was like, oh, there's like you need a more. billion, there's a billion yeah. Christmas songs. So I can just listen yes. to that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So, well, well, before we get to the games, these episodes of How You Doing? How You Doing? Start the same way. We like to get to know our guests with a little segment we call What's Your New York City Connection? We know that you've worked and lived here in the past. Uh, so we want to know your New York City Christmas connection, make it a little bit more specific. Uh, what are some of the things that you love about Christmas in New York City and why and when you when were you here, you know, to experience all of that? Wow, that that's a, a big question, because yes. I, I lived I basically lived in New York City a few times. Uh, I lived there essentially from 2003 until 2010. Uh, that was like my main chunk of living there when I was like young and up and coming. And, you know, me and my wife were just dating at the time. And and then we eventually moved out to L.A. I did the tour of Shrek and it ended in Los Angeles. And so we stayed out here for a little while. Not, we were only out in L.A. for about a year before I got a chance to come back to New York to do um, Peter and Starcatcher on Broadway. So I was back in New York for about eight months in I guess that would have been 2012 ish, something like that. Um and then I came back to L.A. and then I came back to New York in 2016 to do uh, School of Rock in Margaritaville. So that was two years that we were living in New York from 2016 to 2019. Um, and I also came back at one point somewhere in there, 2015, to play Buddy the Elf uh, in Elf at Madison Square Garden, which was super fun. So I've lived in New York for a long part of my life, my adult life. And I love New York City. I will always sort of consider myself... New Yorker. Um, even living out here in LA, I still sort of think of myself as a New Yorker. I just this morning was as I was driving my kids to school, I was like, we need to get more New York drivers out here in LA because <laughs> everybody drives so slow and they have no idea of just like moving quickly to the next destination. Uh, right. So the New Yorker is still deep within me. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I, I lived there for a long time. And I have so many different types of New York Christmas memories, you know, 
my early memories when I was like living up in Washington Heights or out in Brooklyn with my wife when we were like young and poor is like, I remember we bought a Christmas tree at Union Square Station uh, or at Union Square, you know, the area um, at like the day after Thanksgiving. And we lived in uh, Washington Heights at the time at 191st and Wadsworth. Jeez. And so we took the tree all the, on the subway all the way from 14th Street up to 191st on the one train. Oh and it was God. so great because all these people got on and they're like, my God, it smelled so much like a Christmas tree. And everybody's like, oh, you got a Christmas tree on the subway. And we're like, yeah, man, it was great. So that was really fun. Um, and then, you know, obviously doing uh, playing buddy in in Elf at Madison Square Garden was spectacular. And, you know, we got to do a lot of fun sort of press for that where I, I there was a moment where I was dressed in the full buddy regalia sort of running around uh, Rockefeller Center. And I went up to the Empire State Building and got pictures in the in the elevator, pressing all the buttons and oh, like going up so on the roof. Fun. And then we went skating uh, uh, at uh, Rockefeller Center, you know, right in front of the, the gold statue and stuff um, in the full buddy, you know, costume, wow. which was super fun. And, you know, just like I have so many great memories of, of you know, Christmases with my family and getting Christmas trees, you know, just on the streets, you know, at a CVS, like right in front of you know, our apartment and then, you know, having the small tree, but it's, you know, even though your New York city apartment might be small, you're like, I'm still fitting a tree in here, no matter what. So yeah, we, <laughs> we've lived kind of all over upper West side, Brooklyn, Washington Heights, Astoria, we've lived all over. Um, but, uh, there is, and I know that this is sort of the point of your guys entire podcast, but <laughs> there is nothing better than New York city at Christmas time. It is the tops without question, nothing better. Well, we couldn't agree with that more. Yeah, very well <laughs> put the Christmas time in the city <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, that tops almost every Christmas story we have here so far. The fact yeah. that you were buddy, the elf, that you got to do all those amazing things as buddy, you're not even just yeah. as someone here, you know, um, it's just amazing. Spectacular Christmas stories. Yes, totally. It feels almost as if, do you remember weird science when the, when, uh, yeah. the, the two guys created like the perfect woman? Yeah. It's like, if we together had created like the perfect Christmas podcast guest, it would probably be you. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. For that's real. great. That's, that's, right? a, that's a huge compliment for me. Cause that's, that's really all I'm funny. looking to do. Be yeah. a good <laughs> guest and, and promote Christmas. There you go. Yeah. So you kind of combine all the things that yeah. we are encompassing here. So I love that. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, we know that in one of your recent podcasts, you talked about Rockefeller Center being one of your top 10 things to do at Christmas time. So yeah. I knew that this would be on your list and you'd be thinking about those things. So thank oh, you for yeah, sharing. Totally. Of course. Let's get to our next segment. This segment, we have a little jingle for here on out. We're big time. This one's <laughs> called Christmas time in your city. It's Christmas time in your city. <laughs> They only get better. <laughs> That's great. I, I have another one that I want to share with you guys that this is a safe space later on that <laughs> okay. we'll get to it. Oh, no. sure. So we talk about we talk about Christmas in New York City and how we do it every year. And we like to hear about how other people do it. So how do you celebrate Christmas where do you live? Well, right now I live in Los Angeles. So uh, it is a little odd. You know, it's not, you know, I'm from Chicago originally. So my most happiest type of Christmas would be a white Christmas with snow and it's cold and you know you're dealing with frostbite and that that sounds wonderful to me um, but here here in Los Angeles the coldest it will probably get around Christmas might be into the 50s if, if it's crazy crazy cold um, so we don't have to deal with any snow um, but I do like you know it gets a little chill in the air so you can at least put on a sweater or a jacket um, but you know we've we've had a few Christmases here in Los Angeles uh, this year we did uh, two trees because we had our New York City tree that we had bought that's a very skinny tree yeah. uh, and is a fake tree and it was perfect for our New York City apartment but then when we put it we're renting a house now and when I put it like where it seemed like a tree would go, it just looked too puny because it was like made to like be a skinny tree. So, Charlie Brown style. <laughs> yeah, it was just a very like stick tree. Right. So we so we went and got a real tree this year as well. Uh, so we have a double tree in the family room, which is very exciting. Excellent. But here's what I'll say. I had always been a real tree uh, believer. I was always like, mm -hmm. we've got to get a real tree. We've got to do it. Um, but what I'm finding this year, we just put all of the uh, ornaments on our real tree last night. 
the real tree, I don't know if I overwatered it, but like the branches are not uh, holding my ornaments. I was very nervous oh, no. with each ornament. Like every branch was really like saggy. And I was like, the tree doesn't look saggy, hmm. but I had sort of forgot that in the fake trees, they just are a little more sturdy. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, I don't know what I, if any of your listeners know if, if it seems like, does that mean that I overwatered the tree because the branches are kind of bendy or is it just, that's the tree? I don't know, but I'm, it could I'm worried be just that the tree. Because yeah, I think I, you're supposed to water it as soon as you get it, almost yeah. like full water for days until, did, you know, did that. so yes. I don't know um, what kind of tree did you get? Do you remember the I wish green I could one. tell you? So, a, it green, was a green, green one. Green. It was about uh, yay tall and uh, <laughs> yeah. smelled like pine. There you yeah. go. Um, it might be the type of tree because I know that we we go with the kind that we have now, the Fraser fir every year, because yes. a few years ago we went out on a limb and got a different one. It was like, it's so went pretty. Out on a limb. That was, <laughs> a good joke, hey. that was a good joke. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so we put it all together. And then I think it was maybe well, it might have been Christmas Eve. We were just like, OK, we have to get rid of it. it almost every needle fell on the ground oh, and we, we ended up making a fake tree out of like a stool we had just to have something oh, to like put presents funny. next to. There are so, still needles in our yeah. apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. That was you bad. know what I did this year for the first time and we'll see, I'll report on this once, uh, once Christmas is over, but uh, I got a Christmas tree bag that I preset <gasps> under the tree. Oh, so I had never smart. done this before. So like where I have the tree stand, I already have the bag like set up, spread out. So in theory, at the end of Christmas time, I will like lift the tree a little bit, unscrew yeah. the bolts to like get the stand out. And then I can just lift this bag right over. We'll see. We'll that see. is so yeah. smart. If I, I was thinking about that. Yeah. We'll be paying attention to, to find out yes. if that works. Yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, one of really my smart. favorite, one of my favorite parts of New York city Christmas, and this is like a little sad part, but the Christmas tree graveyards yes. that you can find in like, you know, Central Park or over on Riverside Park after uh, Christmas is so funny to me. I, I mean, I know it's kind of sad. It's a little like sad to see just like <laughs> hundreds of Christmas trees laying in these big like brush piles, but it's just so I love, it's just like a, such a New York City thing that I just love. I love it. Yeah, that's really funny. I like, uh, I mean, even though it's sad of like, of course, seeing the trees out on the street, but even just afterwards and maybe even like months later, you'll see a random Christmas tree on the street and you're like, oh, oh yeah. man, they're yeah. getting rid of that in like March. They really <laughs> wait. Yeah. It's like February 15th and you're like, yeah. wow, you really you waited a long time to get yeah. rid of your tree. Like, how yeah. did they get it out of their doorway? It's like operation, you know? Totally. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, it still sounds like you carry some New York City stuff with you in L.A. As oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, you, can't get rid do, of it. We do the... We do the best that we can out here yeah. in LA. And, you know, I will say, I just went to the Grove. Um, I don't Ooh. know if you guys know what that is. I've the heard Grove about is it. Like, uh, it's like a big <laughs> shopping area, like kind of outdoor mall that's right in Hollywood. And, it's, you know, it's a little, it's not tacky. It's not, I was about to say tacky, but it's not tacky, but it's just, it's, it can be a little touristy at times right. and it can be very crowded and stuff, but they do the, a good job. It's about as close as, LA gets to, you know, like a Rockefeller center and where they got a right. big tree and, you know, Santa's usually there and they have a cool like uh, Santa with the reindeer kind of hanging above the whole uh, like throwaway. And so we went there the other night and it's great. They light it up nice. really well and they play Christmas music. And so it's good. There are some good LA traditions, <laughs> but again, I will restate nothing compares to New York city. Nothing. A close second. Well, yes. <laughs> LA can maybe, have maybe not second. second but yeah. Yeah. It's on the list. It's, it's there somewhere. Yeah. Try not to offend the hometown here. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Now it's time for the fun part. We get into the games. Yes, let's Woo! play some games. This is the good stuff. Let's start it off strong. <laughs> this one is called Neighborhood Watch. Very cool. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I uh I spent we spent like 30 bucks on this app for our computers. <laughs> And I love it. It's like the best thing I've ever spent money on. <laughs> to have sound effects and stuff. That's yeah. pretty good. And I, I don't even yeah. need it for here. I just, I, I sometimes I just play it on my, like for just life, when I'm doing yeah. other things. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. All right. So the way this game works is I'll read three alerts that I've received from the Citizen app, which is an app that alerts people of 911 calls in their area. Two are real and one I made up. Your job, Eric, is to tell me the one that I made up. Okay. All right. So let's go get it going. 
Report of stick wielding man fighting man with microwave. <laughs> These are in New York City. These, These are, are in New York, York City. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great, great. That's and we need to qualify that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, goats burglarizing vehicle <laughs> and small alligator in library. They're all believable. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with goats burglarizing. Uh, that that is fake. Unfortunately, no. no. no that one's true. Yeah. I don't understand like, why there are goats. I <laughs> that one was particularly funny when I got it because there was video <laughs> oh, attached. And there's, there was like just like two or three goats in someone's SUV in Queens. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, one of my great. favorite, one of my favorite 30 Rock lines is Tracy Morgan is saying something about like how it was tough in the area that he grew up in. And he's like, so I'm gonna butcher the quote, but it's something to the effect of like I once saw a pack of wild wolves run a Taco Bell successfully for three weeks or something like that. (laughs) And he's talking about how crazy it was where he grew up, which is Uh, that's really funny. Um, So which one was (laughs) true? The one that I made up was small alligator in library. Mm -hmm. I totally believe that. Yeah, that had to have been a call at some point. It might have been. (laughs) It might have been a larger alligator. I don't know. Yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The second set. Here we go. Potato chips thrown at woman in Delhi. Taxi missing wheel seen driving through Midtown. And man sitting on people. <laughs> Those are all good. Yeah. I think you're trying to trick me. And oh. the uh, w- uh, woman throws bag of chips in Delhi seems too obvious. Uh, so I'm going to say you made that one up. I wish that was true. <laughs> <laughs> The one, the ta- is it the taxi it's the taxi the taxi is the mm-hmm. one that i made up i would totally believe that though yeah for sure yeah. a lot of these are ones that i would i feel like i might have seen in like a fever dream of some sort or something that right. like, something that i'm sure could very well happen yeah. yes totally and some of these I'm things it might have happened yeah. and no one just, just people don't call the police for it it's like that's oh true that's as normal well. <laughs> yeah, yeah not not worth calling right for. just that again just someone getting <laughs> chips thrown at them. Yeah. Come on. All right. Why are we calling the police for that? <laughs> That's just a Tuesday. Yeah. So here's the last set. Man at chicken restaurant, irate about boneless wings. <laughs> Unfounded report of person assaulted with bag of pineapples. And finally, 10 to 20 squirrels in apartment biting furniture. Right, the squirrels is definitely real. Uh, I what was the first one? The first one was man at chicken restaurant irate about boneless wings. Boneless wings. Um, I mean, all three of these sound real. Uh, I will go with the pineapple attack by bag of pineapples. The pineapples is actually real, which is crazy. Yeah, um, pineapples, pineapples would hurt. That would really hurt. Oh, yeah, and it's multiple yeah. pineapples. That is that's worth calling the police Ooh. over. Yes, <laughs> that one is. That's assault, brother. But I love that's that you assault. knew about the squirrels. You were like absolutely oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Squirrels, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Def- I got a. I have a good New York story for you. Speaking of yes. animals in an apartment, so when uh, we lived there in 2015, when Hurricane Sandy came through, and mm-hmm. we lived on the Upper West Side at the time, we lived the 85th. Uh, and Riverside, essentially, uh, or West End and Riverside County. Um, and it was, uh, so because we were sort of high, A, the Upper West Side is sort of more raised, and also we were on like the 10th floor of an apartment building. We weren't worried really about the hurricane. It was kind of just a fun thing. We all stayed home and we, you know, stayed up late and watched the weather channel and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was me and my wife and my daughter at the time, uh, cause my son wasn't born yet. And we're just sort of watching the, you know, it's probably around 10 30, 11. And, um, we're watching the weather channel all, and all of a sudden in the bedroom, we hear a huge, like against the window. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause Yikes. like the winds were starting to pick up. And I was like, Oh, what flew into the window? And I go into the bedroom and I look out the window and there is an enormous hawk holding <laughs> oh on to the God. fire escape right outside of the window like i mean inches outside of the window and we're talking a hawk that is probably just from head to like not the long part of the tail but like its butt yeah. was probably like you know two and a half feet oh tall i mean it was like a huge bird and we're looking at it 
And I swear it was like a real moment of connection between two living things, even though it was a hawk and I was a human, it like looked at me like, help me. Like it was, Aww. it was clearly out in the middle of this hurricane. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm really in trouble here. I need help. I know we're not normally communicators, but can you please help me in this situation? And I said, we had a real discussion, me and my wife about, it. I was like, I could open the window and it could fly into our bedroom. And then I could just close the door and we can just let it be in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And my wife was like, what are we going to do with a hawk <laughs> in the bedroom how are we gonna get it out and i was like you're right that would that would maybe yeah. not be good but there was definitely discussion of yeah. letting this two and a half foot hawk come into my apartment <laughs> so we did not let him in he stayed there for about 15 minutes and then eventually flew away and i hope that he uh, made it through hurricane sandy because yeah was, uh, I, I felt bad for him but yeah, yeah. But i almost had a hawk inside my apartment that's pretty great. And I would have called the citizen app for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I might have seen that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh wow. That's so crazy. Oh, I sorry. Had I had a friend, <laughs> I had a friend actually um who lived uh in up in Harlem who they had a parrot fly into their apartment one day. Oh, Clearly man. was someone else's bird yeah. because it was like it spoke and it was like a domesticated bird, but it literally just flew into their apartment and they still have it to this day. They live out in New Jersey now. No way. And, I mean that it flew into their apartment like 15 years ago and they still oh have God. this bird. Yeah. It's named That's Seagal. crazy. Seagal. Seagal. Yes. That is very so cool. Awesome. That's yeah. so good. All these New York stories are flooding back to me. I That's love fine. it. This is, this is the place for that. <laughs> I love that you, you know, they randomly get a pet and it's 15 it's, years. <laughs> like yeah, it's not just yeah. like, oh, I'll take care of this for a little bit. It's for like, a little well, bit. Now no, I have they, a child. <laughs> they really have. It's crazy. That's so cool. All right. So next up, we have another little quiz that we are sure you're going to ace this one. This is okay. the honorary new yorker quiz even though we know okay. you're already a new yorker so sure, that's sure. why we think you're going to ace this one <laughs> i hope so <laughs> all right so i'm gonna ask you yeah that's that's questions. the problem it's so hard to not keep singing them <laughs> yeah, when they start keep playing. Singing, yeah. it is it is really tough that's one that sticks with you <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to ask you three questions about New York and see where right. you, what you get. So the first one is multiple choice. So um, it's a little easier. Here we go. So there are currently only three Broadway theaters actually located on Broadway. Name one. The Broadway theater. Yes. Is, is located on Broadway. Um, <laughs> Do you know the other two? The other two. Let me think. For Broadway extra credit. Is the, is the northmost because I performed in that theater. And then you would have, I mean, there used to be an entrance to the Marriott Marquis there, but now it's on the other, now it's on like 46, but there's the one, uh, what is it called? It's where SpongeBob was and Legally Blonde was. It's right at the corner uh, <laughs> next to the Express. It is called, I don't know. I'm so bad oh. about knowing the names. Yeah. Of you know Broadway the like theaters. address of it. I think that's yeah, pretty good. Like I can picture it a hundred percent. But let me see if I can even picture where the third one is. Maybe I'll remember that. Um, so there's, oh, you, you're going to try to guess the third one. Let's hear it. I can't, I can't think where the third one is. Tell me, tell me the answer. It's tough. So Broadway theater, you got that one right off. Yeah. And then there's winter garden theater and oh, the Pal winter garden, palace of theater. Course. That was the, <laughs> now, I, I, I yes, more or less I more or less teed that one up for you, and you really let me down on that. I know the Winter Garden. <laughs> now wait a second though, but Winter Garden is is it's not on Broadway. The Winter Garden is on Seven. Is the main entrance off of Broadway though? I, it's kind of like I'm trying to picture it. It's Seventh <laughs> Avenue is coming down. I guess it's sort of where like Broadway and Seventh are kind of like combining. So right. yeah, I guess it is on Broadway. And I was in that theater as well. So that is yes. really, uh, man, oh, I am I am really not showing well for no, uh, you're doing your games. And I apologize. It's okay. But I no, got the first I one the right Broadway already. Theater. I got yes, the first one. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. So you got it right. And I'm going to give you half the extra credit just because. Uh, All right, great. There, there go. we go. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. And a half point for knowing the addresses. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, can't get any better than that. All right. Here's the second one. In 1996, 
a Chicagoland-based company specializing in carpet, flooring, and window treatments expanded to the New York metropolitan area. What was Empire Carpets customer service number? 588-2300 Empire. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know that one for sure. 588-2300 Empire. Oh, so oh, good. That was That's great. a good one. I actually, I, I looked that one up a little bit. You know, the guy from the commercials wasn't like in, affiliated with the company at all. He was, he worked for like the ad company that created the campaign. I was aware of that. Yes. That's nuts. Yes, so I cool. was aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. See, two for two. All right. Doing this great. is good. I'm redeeming myself. All right. And this is a really good one. I like this question a lot. All right. In the movie Elf, the Hobbs family lives at 55 Central Park West. What 80s science fiction movie used the same building as the location for its epic climax? I'm going to go Ghostbusters. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, that's good. I'm so glad. I've not so seen the good. new Ghostbusters. I'm excited to see it. I hear it. Yeah. yeah, it looks really cool. We haven't seen it either. We've been trying yeah. to like shoo off uh, spoilers like crazy, but it's getting yes. harder and harder to do that. It is. That's the that's the problem with the Internet nowadays is that people are pretty good about not posting spoilers for like a week. But then if you if you haven't seen something in its opening weekend, they're like, yeah. screw it. It's on you now. I'm going to talk about it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to go see it quick. I'm ready for it. Well, wonderful. You're obviously a New Yorker still through and through. Oh, three thank for goodness. Three. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. So we have a new game we're going to we're going to play. I have a new jingle. This is a never before heard jingle. That was specifically for this game. It's a work in progress. The game is called One Star Reviews. Okay. Hey now, you're a one star. It's rough, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how good they are and how short they are. I, I don't change that because it's it's true comedy. That's really okay. Good. That's it. That's that, that's what it's going to be from now on. So yes. the way this the way these work. I went scouring through Yelp and TripAdvisor and Google Maps to find one-star reviews for famous New York City locations and uh, okay. attractions. I'm going to read you three one-star reviews based on the context clues. It's your job to figure out what the place is. Great. I love this. Yeah. Here we go. The first one. For next year, install one made of, pl of recycled plastic. Use advanced technology such as fiber optic lighting virtual displays and interactive features save the environment while making it look cool next one in the movies it looks better someone told me christmas season is the best for visiting and finally okay. sort of disappointed where's the tree <laughs> this is so bad i mean it's got to be the rockefeller tree uh, the tree in Rockefeller Center. Absolutely. But how can you not be impressed by the tree in Rockefeller Center? I've seen it so many years. I've never seen a bad tree. It's Th always that's, great. That's shameful that people would write one-star reviews and denigrate a, a proud New York City tradition of the huge tree coming in. And especially because it's a real tree. Don't yep. people realize like to be that massive and then to string that and to have it be like straight and looking good. And oh, it's, it's so impressive. I remember last year when the, the, the tree came, it had, it looked pretty rough. I'm not sure if it was a long drive, but there was some, yeah. definitely some, uh, some bald spots on there. And yeah, after they got it set up and the lights were all good, it looked perfect. It looks just yeah. great. And I was just over by the tree uh, yesterday and it looks fine. It's not lit up yet, but it looks fine. I'm excited to get over there. It looks nice and full and lush. So I don't, I, yeah. So anyone who's coming there and given bad reviews, that's crazy. Yeah. Nuts. All right. So moving on to the next one, here we go. Teal was my favorite color. After seeing th this in person, it's more of a green teal and not blue teal. Very disappointed. Will not be going back there again. <laughs> Lady Liberty. Come on. <laughs> next one. I have learned absolutely nothing from coming here and had a very boring day. <laughs> It's just a statue, one star. Oh, God. And the next one, very rude security guards at check-in area, not friendly and threw away things that are used for protection without any explanation. Oh, my gosh. People have to get their heads out of their butts. Uh, the fact that people would write bad reviews about Lady Liberty, the Statue of Liberty, is 
just terrible, terrible. Yeah. I particularly uh, like I the last one about the, the the throwing away things that were used as protection. Yeah. <laughs> Did they try to bring like a gun or a knife into Lady Liberty? And they were like, uh, you can't have that. I, I pictured nunchucks. Not. Sure. That's even I pictured, better. Yeah. Yes. Just like, Let's it's not like aggressive, that. but it's kind of like a, like a passive way, like a thing. I picture nunchucks are like a billy club or something. Sure. Or like a Chinese throwing star. Or sure. Something. Yeah. I would like to see the Statue of Liberty with the the Book of Justice, but also maybe some nunchucks in there, just to yeah, just, just to let people know that like, you know, that we're serious. Don't mess with America, okay? We got nunchucks. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one, next and final one. Don't ever go here. Three sixths of my friends threw up immediately after finishing their meal. Three next six. one three six why why wouldn't you say half of my that's friends that's what i said i don't get it oh, it's so good <laughs> and it's like written out three six is what like it's right. so oh, funny even better. okay <laughs> all right next one their definition of endless breadsticks is not the same as mine <laughs> and finally i'm from italy and this restaurant is an insult to my culture but it's very close to our hotel <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go. I'm pretty sure this has got to be the Olive Garden in Times Square. Yay. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Listen, I, I love that you found those because my wife and I, we we love the Olive Garden. and But we always felt as like real New Yorkers that like you can't go to the Olive Garden. What's There's like Little Italy and there's like real great, you know, small mom and pop restaurants all over Midtown. You can't go to the Olive Garden. But occasionally we wanted breadsticks and salad yeah. and we were poor and like it was like that was the way to go but every time we did we totally would wear like hats low over our heads and we'd put up our collars like we can't let any of our friends possibly see us going into the olive garden in times square but we would go occasionally right uh, so I, I think that that's that's just mean that these people are denigrating uh, the poor old olive garden in times square poor olive garden yeah <laughs> Uh, I recently we haven't been to Olive Garden in forever and I found on the way to the airport to JFK from our house there's an Olive Garden over there so that's like now nice. it's like oh I could pick up the family we can go to Olive Garden sure. pretty cool why not who cares it's uh, easy yeah. and I haven't had it forever so that's totally. like a nice little stop in there now yes it's it's worth it's worth it Definitely. yeah it's a nice way to transition Florida people yeah. into New York yeah. City yes yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. eat this it's called marinara <laughs> yeah, that's great. how you doing stay at the world-renowned plaza hotel new york's most exciting hotel experience for reservations call toll free 1-800-759-3000 so next up is a game that we like to call in a new york minute Yes. Jams. <laughs> so good. All right. So the way this one works is you will have 45 seconds because everyone knows that a New York minute is a little bit quicker than a normal minute sure. to name as many of the things that I will ask you as you as you can. So mm -hmm. you have 45 seconds to name as many Christmas dinner side dishes. Go. Uh, cranberry sauce, stuffing, ham, corn, green bean casserole. Um, uh, black olives, green olives, uh, 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 pigs in a blanket, um, meatballs. Um, uh, we have a thing called dried beef things that we make in our family. Uh, um, what else do you want to have on Christmas? Um, oh God, 20 seconds. Um, what else do we make? Roll, crescent rolls. Okay. Uh, cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, um, I said corn, um, <laughs> I said stuffing, uh, turkey's not really a side dish. So that's yeah. all right. How'd I do? I got a good chunk of them. Right, you did pretty well. I think. Yeah. I think you got probably around 15 or so. I think that's around. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would count olives, but I guess it's hey, olives, olives. a thing. We just saw here? something maybe, on, maybe um, dish, on Elf. But... We saw that they had olives at the dinner table. We were watching Elf and you even mentioned it. You I said, did. why do they have olives in the dinner table? And That's I love olives. Olive. So I'm not <laughs> sure why olives. I questioned it so much. <laughs> 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 All 
my family love especially black olives like we will put out like five jars and it'll be gone in in 10 minutes i love it love, chris does not like olives. olives so much and i do so maybe i question it because i don't ever think anyone else likes olives i've gaslighted her into thinking that no one likes olives i think so <laughs> like, you don't like those. stop no bringing them those. in the house those are gross. <laughs> that's great all right all right all so we're moving into our last game of the evening All before right. our last segment. Um, and this segment is called, did you forget about it? Forget about it. <laughs> so this is a things it. that we have talked about forget previously about in this, uh, um, in this episode. So we'll see if you're okay. paying attention. If you remember. Okay. All right. The first question, where did the Hobbs family live? 55 Central Park West. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Very Perfect. good. All right. Strong start. Strong start. Thank Here you. we go. Second question. In what year did Empire Carpet expand to New York City? Mm, you did say it. Uh, I'm going to go like 93. Oh, so close. 98? In the middle, in the middle. 95. Oh, 96. <laughs> yeah, 96. it was right, close enough. Go. Good, good, good. It was in the was 90s. Good. You got the decade. Yes. Yeah. All right. And last up, you'll definitely get this one. A bag of what fruit was falsely claimed to have been used to assault someone? A bag of pineapples. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my God. Very good. good. So it sounds like you did not forget about it. That's right. Can I tell you there, you know, it's funny. The, you guys brought up the empire commercial. There's, I mean, everywhere has great local commercials, but if you have a second, your listeners go on YouTube and search uh, Eagle man insurance, Chicago commercial. There yes. is uh, it's sort of a famous Chicagoland commercial for this um, insurance company called Eagle man. And he basically, it's these like, two, it was filmed in the eighties and it's two like girls driving a car and they have terrible eighties perms and they like are driving. And then all of a sudden they get into a little like fender bender and they go, Oh, what was that? <laughs> and then they, they get out of the car and on top of the car is a man in a huge Eagle costume. And he oh. goes, I've got something for you. And as he like sits down, then they like superimpose a big egg under him, like he laid an egg. Oh. And then the egg opens up, and an eagle comes out, and it has and it has like their rates. And the two girls go, "Oh, look at those low rates!" But it is uh, <laughs> it's a very famous Chicagoland commercial, so you should definitely check that out if you want to get a sense of uh, Chicago nostalgia for uh, for good commercials like the yeah, Empire one. That sounds so good. I 100% remember that commercial i uh, my uh my f most of my family lives in illinois except for my parents now they've kind of moved elsewhere but i, I spent summers and in, in winters there so i watched tons of television and 100 percent remember that commercial it. yeah absolutely I mean, it's it was, so funny it was on all the time and they've not changed it i mean yeah. i know that it still airs and it's oh, so funny so they're like can't change it i used to like it's catch iconic. it like in between like small wonder and beverly hillbillies or something yeah. it was constantly <laughs> on television totally totally <laughs> all right very awesome. Thank you so much for that one. But here we are in the last little segment. This one's called Inside Santa's Studio. So, Eric, what's your favorite cookie? My favorite cookie... I'm going to go with a really good, warm Mrs. Fields chocolate chip mm. cookie, mm -hmm. followed by closely by a really good Christmas sugar cookie with a lot of cinnamon dots on it. But I like I like both. Those cinnamon dots. I heard that on your podcast and I was yes. like, why? <laughs> Do you not like those? I've never oh, had them like, on a cookie and I don't know. Oh my gosh. I can't no, imagine the how best. they would taste on a cookie. Oh, they're so good. They're like spicy and they have like a little bit of like chewiness to them. And they're so great when you're like decorating a Christmas tree, especially because you make them like the oh, ornaments. The ornaments. Oh, they're, they're so good. I, I like won't eat a sugar cookie if it doesn't have at least one little cinnamon. <laughs> on it. I, I mean, love it. Well, I'm definitely going to try it. Yes. <laughs> so what's your least favorite cookie? Uh, anything with nuts. I'm not, uh, mm. I don't, I don't dislike, 
I don't really like things with nuts in general, but like I'll eat like a peanut or like a cashew by itself, but I definitely don't like cookies or brownies with nuts in them. So I'd say anything, uh, anything with nuts is I'm going to pass on. It sounds, it seems like filler more or less, right? Just like it could be, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it could easily be a chocolate chip, but you gave me yeah, a, like why, a, a you walnut just, instead. You, cho- you chose incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the end of uh, Indiana Jones. You chosen <laughs> incorrectly. So when do you start decorating for the holidays? Um, We decorated this year. We started on the day after Thanksgiving or sorry, after Halloween. We, we started, uh, my, my approach is the day after Halloween, you can decorate inside your house. I think it is a, a little bit more kosher to wait until around Thanksgiving to decorate the outside of the house. Although I did decorate probably two weeks before Thanksgiving, the outside of my house this year, only because I was very excited because we've lived in an apartment the last few years. So I haven't mm. had an outdoor space to decorate. So I was anxious to get it going. But normally I would say inside the house after Halloween, outside of the house after Thanksgiving. That's basically what we do, but outside of our house is a wreath on the door. Sure, <laughs> but sure, I agree sure. with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also had our winter doormat out for all of 2020. Oh yeah, <laughs> we did decide just to keep That's that fair. one going. You know, just like <laughs> 2020 just leave, is it's yeah. a wash of a year, anyways. So yeah, just works. leave everything yeah. outside. Outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when do you start putting your decorations away? Oh, that's a great question. For us, it usually depends on if we're traveling, because sometimes we will, if we don't go to visit family, like at Christmas, sometimes we'll go, you know, like that first week of January uh, and do like New Year's with our families in Florida. So it it depends, you know, I, I would say I like to keep them up at least through New Year's and maybe like the fourth or fifth is when I would normally start taking things down. Um, but I, I definitely have mad respect for people that wait until like the end of January. I think that's cool. I usually yeah. am early January, but I, I can respect it if you, if you can hold on even longer. Yeah, that sounds good. We, we, um, we tend to dwindle down. Like we put away some of May sure. stuff, the tree's real, so it's got to go away. Sure, uh, but yeah. then we have winter decorations out for yeah. a little bit longer. Exactly. <laughs> we yeah. try to stretch it a little bit, but like the Santa's and stuff totally go fair. away. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. So what's your favorite festive word? This is this one's this question is a bit of a stretch, but it, we had to figure out a way to make it work for the questionnaire. So <laughs> sure, yeah. just go with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say, um, uh, oh man, favorite festive word. I mean, I like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of a good one. I, I mean, I like the word Mary, you know, like, I liked his, the thought of saying like, Merry Christmas, that like, it, it's, it's not just saying, you know, yes, I'm acknowledging it's Christmas time and a pleasantry to say, Oh, Merry Christmas. But like the fact of saying like, Mary, like the merriment and like the thought of like, I hope that you're not only having Christmas, but that it is filled with joy and merriment to me feels like, like laughter and singing and dancing and, and joyfulness. So I, I'm going to go the word Mary. I'm going to go Mary as my favorite uh, Christmassy word. That's I a great it. word. Yeah, that's really good. So what Christmas song do you love? I mean, that's a loaded question. There mm-hmm. is a, a bajillion Christmas songs I love. Uh, you know, we just did on our podcast, uh, Christmas Countdown Show, we did. We had already done top 10 Christmas songs, and then we were doing top 10 modern Christmas songs, so songs that were released after the year 2000. And I had my list, uh, I was down to 88 and I was supposed to have a top 10. So then I got my <laughs> list of 88 down to 40. Uh, and Danny, Danny, my co-host was like, that's still not 10. So I had to narrow it down to 10, but I had 21 honorable mentions. So, uh, and those are just modern Christmas songs. We're not even talking about the classics. Yeah. But if, if we're saying like, what is my most favorite Christmas song? I'm, it's probably... Can I give a top three just because sure. it's really hard for me? Yeah. I, I, I would say uh, number one is probably going to be The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole, Chestnuts mm-hmm. Roasting on an Open Fire. Uh, number two is probably going to be Christmas Baby Please Come Home uh, by Darlene Love. Uh, and number three is probably going to be Fairy Tale of New York by The Pokes. Yes. Uh, yep. I, I love that song so much. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, those are probably probably my three favorites. But I I have so many favorite Christmas songs, so that it's hard to get to those three. But yeah, those are probably the tops for me. Love it. Those are really good choices. But yeah, Thank I you. I mean obviously. We all love every Christmas song. That's why we love this yes. holiday so much. Yes. Um, yes. But you did a good job of narrowing down, especially in different kind of categories. So Thank good. You. Thank you. I think you did it right. <laughs> Thank you. What Christmas song do you hate? Hate's a strong word, but Ooh. best you can do. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, oh, there are some, I'm trying to think of, uh, there's some that I like. I, I don't love, uh, you know, grandma got run over by a reindeer. That's one that I've never liked. Mm -hmm. totally gotten behind um uh what other ones uh i was gonna say dominic the donkey which is like an italian <laughs> christmas song yeah but my wife loves that one and my kids like it's 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 a fun it is kind of funny that's a good one um yeah i'll go with uh grandma got run over by a reindeer that's one i could i could lose i think that's pretty fair yeah yeah so if you were an elf in Santa's workshop, what profession would you like to do? Ooh, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good ones. You could be a candy taster, would be Ooh. a good, uh, you know, like quality control on candy canes, I would yes. think would be good. Um, uh, a, a supervisor is obviously going to be better than, you know, a grunt who's, you know, making Etch-a-Sketches or whatever. That's <laughs> that's going to be hard on the fingertips. It's long hours. Your eyes are going to get tired looking at the same toy. So I think a supervisor position is going to be good. Uh, or, you know, I'd love to be in like R&D, you know, research and development for new toys. Uh, yes. So then you're getting to like play with stuff. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cush jobs that I think you can get in, in Santa's <laughs> workshop, but you got to like position yourself. You got to pay your dues. You got to work mm. those, you know, graveyard shifts for a, a few hundred years, you know, before you get bumped up to, um, to supervisor or something like that. But if you put in the time and you have the right attitude, I think that there's, there's room for uh, advancement in, in that field. So it just depends <laughs> if you have the right attitude. <laughs> I love how this turned into <laughs> A Zoom interview yeah. for yeah. a real, a real uh, job interview. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I've just been recruited. Yes, I, I can start right away. <laughs> I will work hard from the bottom. <laughs> That's right. Just so, a few hundred years and then you can move up. Yeah. What profession would you not like to do? A grunt, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, you know, somebody dealing <laughs> with uh, small uh, IKEA pieces, uh, putting together in IKEA furniture for in perpetuity sounds pretty <laughs> terrible to me. So yeah, I'll go with uh, furniture uh, from uh, Swedish furniture assemblyman. That's what I'll say is the worst job in the in the in Santa's workshop. That's funny. And finally, <laughs> if the North Pole does exist, what would you like to hear Santa say when you arrive at the workshop? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I think I would just love to say I would love to hear him say uh, something to the effect of you were right. Thanks for being a true believer all these years and come on and let me show you all around. I, let me sweet. tell you a, a great, a great uh, Santa story that I, um, I haven't told this on my podcast yet. I probably will at some point, but when I was uh, about nine years old, I was leaving um, uh, somewhere with my parents and we were and uh, it was near, it wasn't Christmas Eve, but it was like the 22nd, 23rd, something like that it was very close. And we were in our purple uh, pre Toyota Previa minivan. Um, uh, and so this was, you know, in the early 90s, late 80s, somewhere around there. And uh, we were at a, a stoplight and we were in the lane that was going to go straight. And there was a turn lane to our left. And I was, you know, sitting there in my seat and we're just talking and waiting for the light to change. And I happened to look to my left and there was like an old timey cab that was sitting next to us in the turn lane. And I kind of like looked and I saw that in the back of the cab was Santa Claus. Nice. I swear to God, he had, you know, he was in modern clothes, but he had the white beard, the little glasses, a little hat, kind of like I'm wearing right now. And he was just sitting there and he was looking forward. And I was like kind of looking at him like through the window. And I was like, man, that looks just like Santa. And right before the light turned, he looked at me and he winked. And then the, <gasps> the light turned and he pulled away. And I was like, Oh my God, I just saw Santa Claus, like the real Santa Claus. It was spectacular. It was one of like a formative moment in my life, you know, yeah. that I think really made me sort of uh, love Christmas for, you know, all these years, even as an adult. So uh, yeah, that's, I think if I, you know, if I ever get the chance to go to the North Pole, that's what I would hope Santa would say. 
That's beautiful. <laughs> what a great way to spark off a whole lifetime of loving Christmas. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Santa. Love it. <laughs> uh, Christ, Kristen has a very similar story about like that, but with Dan Marino. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you were a lifelong. I really uh, did see Dan fan. Marino next to me. I lived in Florida. It makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Stop. So so magical. Don't <laughs> oh, so tell great. my weird Dan Marino stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Eric, can you do us a big favor? Yes. Can you tell everyone listening where they can find you and your podcast? Sure. Uh, so again, my name is Eric Peterson. And you can catch me on the Christmas Countdown Show uh, podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Christmas Countdown Show. We're on Facebook at Christmas Countdown Show. Uh, we are on Twitter at Xmas Pod. Nice. And we're on TikTok at Christmas Countdown Show. Um, and if you want to find me specifically, my Instagram is at Eric Pete, E R I C P E T E, uh, on Instagram, or you can find me, uh, on Twitter at Eric Peterson 44. I have a TikTok as well, but I can't even remember what it is, but if you, if you search for it, maybe I'll, you can find, uh, find me somewhere. Just search for Eric Peterson and you'll, you should be able to. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That was awesome. We really appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. Guys. Thank this you. It was really fun reminiscing about. New York City and Christmas and uh, you guys seem like real swell people. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks. We really appreciate you coming on again. We're fans and we love everything you guys do. So we hope that you keep on pushing on throughout the, the year and the season because we want to hear more. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. You guys too. And that's going to be it for this episode. This podcast was recorded in our apartment, the Big Apple, New York City. If you like this podcast, do us a favor and take a minute to rate it and write a review. Contact us and let us know you did and we'll send you a ton of stickers. Subscribe now and follow us on social media so we can keep the conversation going and keep you posted about new episodes. Until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. And this is Christmas Time in the City. This is the last stop on this train. Everyone, please leave the train. Thank you for riding with the Christmas Time in the City podcast. What's that? Do you have insurance on this car? No. It must be Eagle Man. I've got something for you. Oh, look at those low rates.